This episode is brought to you by Kettlebell Kickboxing Canada. Get into your best shape with their comprehensive programs. So sign up now to either their basic package or warrior package with the code PSPKB, all caps, for 15% off. Stay fit this winter with Kettlebell Kickboxing Canada. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your hosts, Nee Wallace-Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world, covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Welcome back to the Pro Sports Podcast. I'm your co-host, Mr. Nee Wallace-Bruce, and I'm also known by NWB for short. And I'm joined by my other co-host, Mr. Corbett Durand, otherwise known as Kobe. Kobe, how you doing? Doing great, buddy. Doing great. I'm looking forward to this one. Me too, because we have a, a special guest. We have an all-star, in fact, from the fresh from the PHF All-Star Showcase from Buffalo. She is a defense, a defense player for the Toronto Six. And she's going to fill us in on all things PHF All-Star. It is Lindsay Eastwood. Lindsay, how's it going? Hey, guys. It's good. Good. I'm, like you said, I'm fresh from Buffalo. I just got back uh, an hour or two ago. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no worries. Welcome back. It's good to have you back on, on this side. Now, i got to ask, uh, did you eat wings while you were over there? I actually didn't. Missed opportunity. I should have. Indeed. But that's okay, because uh, I believe you have one more game over there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so. we're doing an outdoor game there in uh, February. Oh, wow. Is that at the, at the what do they call it? I think it's what, called the River Works. Oh, nice. There we go. Outdoor game. Have you ever played outdoors? I just like for fun on the pond or at the outdoor rink, but I've never been a part of like a game like this. So it should be pretty cool. Get the eye black going, get the balaclavas going, stay warm. Yep, yep. Uh, are you going to jump through a table by any chance beforehand? It <laughs> <laughs> might have to, just christen our, uh, our presence in Buffalo. Right. Now, staying with the presence in Buffalo, this is a pretty special moment. Obviously, it would have been nicer to play in the GTA, which was the original plan, but due to external forces, that wasn't a thing. But still, you made it to the All-Star Showcase. Take us through that experience. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And unfortunately, it wasn't in Toronto, but I think uh, for the circumstances that we're under here in, in the GTA, it's uh, I think it's best case to move it to Buffalo. So hopefully we'll get it next year or another year here soon. But yeah, it was a really cool experience. It was awesome. The league put on a really good, did a really good job and it was, um, you know, well, well organized and, and just like a ton of fun. It was cool to get to meet some other players. You know, you know, you know who they are, but actually getting to put a, a face to, to the name and get to know them is, uh, it was fun. Made a couple of new friends and just really enjoyed it. It was, it was cool. Fantastic. You know, I'd love to see it and long may it continue. This was your first all-star, right? Yeah, yeah, my second season in the league, first All-Star game. Now, congratulations, and I'm sure it wouldn't be a last. I gotta ask you, um, so which team were you on? 
So I was on Team Dark Angelo. We uh, we actually finished second in the little competition, I guess you could say. Okay. Now, Nee and I had a little conversation about this earlier, about whether or not Team Dark Angelo actually deserved to win it all. So you beat the winning team, correct? Well, so it, it's kind of, we did beat them, but it was a more so, a, it was a point system. Like at the end of the day, whoever had the most goals won the, the little series that we did. So we, uh, we fell short a few because we could, we just couldn't score in our first game, but we did beat, technically beat the winning team when we played against them. That's right. That's right. Now, how was Chuli over the weekend? Oh, she was good. She's on fire. She's uh she was the MVP. So she, uh, she did well. Bucky scored a couple goals on her, you know, they were going after it, getting after it all week at each other, going back and forth and <laughs> little rivalry. So it was pretty funny. And Bucky gave her a thumbs up after she scored. So I know Julie's not going to hear the end of that, but at the end of the day, she came out on top is the MVP of the whole thing. So good for her. Now we've interviewed a couple of the uh, Toronto Six already. We've interviewed Taylor Woods. We've interviewed Bucky. Did either of them tell you what to expect when you come on the show with us? They said it was uh, not, not, I didn't know too much, but I know they, they said they had good chats with you guys. Okay. So, so they didn't hint at anything untoward that's going to happen later. No, no. Okay, good. No, I'm nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So if you ask me just quietly, I personally think that Team D'Arcangelo should have won, but that's okay. That's I if there's like a suggestion box for the next showcase, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna put my word in because <laughs> yeah, I, I do think that while all three teams did play well on the weekend, I do think Team Dakangelo was the best. May I'm being subjective here, but just staying with your esteemed team captain, not only in the All Star Showcase for the Toronto Six, there was some stuff coming up on social media in the lead up to the All Star Showcase regarding Dakangelo's taste in music. You want to yeah. share some? Shed some light on that for us. We only have a couple people who connect in the locker room to the the speaker and stuff. Like we have our locker room DJ, and that's usually Amy Curlew. So we don't really hear everyone's taste too much. But I think it was just honestly, everyone. She's the oldest on, like one of the oldest on the team. I just can't imagine her listening to anything good. <laughs> As, uh, I wish I had a better answer. I honestly genuinely don't know too much about her taste in music, but I just like, I think everyone collectively is just like, I just, I can't imagine she's got good taste. So throw her under the bus. <laughs> Big Greyhound bus. Um, okay. Well, what, what, what kind of music are you into? What, what gets you going on game day at Canlan? Well, I'm a huge believer, so anything Justin Bieber, I love him. And, uh, I, like, I love the boy bands, like One Direction, Shawn Mendes. I love all that kind of music, stuff I can sing along to. And I'm like a 12-year-old girl when it comes to my music taste. Nothing wrong with that. I feel like the ProSource podcast is we're going to branch out into a boy band at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I could get behind that. There we go. The third member of our trio is named Justin, so he'll he'll very much like the fact that you like Mr. Bieber. <laughs> yeah, so bringing up the music, we heard that there is a microphone brought along on your road trips. Oh yeah, we got uh, we, we get that stuff going all the time. So, do you grab the mic and take over? No, no, not me. <laughs> not you? No, no, not for me. Now, what got you into hockey in the first place? 
I, I mean, I'm from Canada. I'm from Ottawa originally. Uh, so just I come from a hockey family. My dad played. My older brother played. My uncle played 13 years in the NHL. He's actually a Maple Leaf at one point, the start of his career. And it just I was born into it, I guess you could say. Like I was like in skates the second I could walk. I had the double-bladed runners. So I just uh, I've always been involved. I actually wanted to be a figure skater, but my my dad wouldn't let me. <laughs> and uh, good thing because I'm not very graceful. I'm six foot tall and yet not graceful at all. So that career wouldn't have been gone anywhere. So uh, yeah, eventually I decided I wanted to play hockey, and good thing I uh, never looked back. I've been enjoying every second of it. Now you mentioned your height. Honestly, when I watch the games, I every time I comment about how imposing you look on the ice in comparison to the people you're playing against. And it just makes me wish there was a little more checking allowed (laughs) in women's hockey. But did you ever play in boys leagues? Yeah, yeah, I did. I played, uh, I played boys for a couple of years when I was younger and I was honestly, I've always been tall my entire life. So I was the tallest on the team and I I played until minor Bantam. So I could get away with playing till I was a little older because I was always big and, Usually when there's a girl on the team and they get hit, the boys usually come to the rescue and and defend the girl. But I had to go and defend my teammates because I was bigger than a lot of them. Oh, right on. You were the enforcer? (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes. So very Zdeno Chara. Yeah. Yeah. In his prime. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's a great topic that you you guys cover because the physical presence has been been a hallmark of the the six, not only – in this season, but even in the inaugural season under Digit Murphy in the bubble at Lake Placid and finally in Boston. Would you say that the the physical approach is something that the, the rest of the league is going to eventually catch up to? Or is that going to be the Toronto Six hallmark and that's their style? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I always think about, it's only my second season and I was playing in university before and I, when people ask me what's the difference, I notice like it's it's a lot more physical than in university and a lot faster. But I think you know we do have a fairly decent sized team. Like we're pretty big. There's a few tall girls, so I mean we got to use that to our advantage. Especially myself. Sometimes I have to ease off because I am bigger, a lot bigger than other people, and I don't want to get penalties. But uh, I always I call them big girl penalties sometimes, and people run into me or whatever, and then I get <laughs> have to go to the box even though I didn't do any like I didn't give it to them. Right. But, but yeah, no, I don't know. I think uh, I think it's it's definitely part of the game, and and it's nice. I, uh, this weekend, I was talking to a couple of the girls. We're like, we loved coming to play you guys because your refs let us play. They didn't. Uh, they let us get physical, and oh. you know we don't have necessarily open ice hitting in our in our league, but you can rub out on the boards, and and if someone falls. Usually, like, refs are quick to give a penalty, but I guess they, you know, they ease off a little bit in our rink, which is nice. So, we let us play a little more and get a little more physical and just makes the game harder to play and, and, and more fun to watch, I'm sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. And we, we've been to most of the games and we definitely enjoy watching it. It's interesting that, because I actually had that thought on my mind, like, I wonder if the, the officiating crews are different from rink to rink. So, are, are you suggesting that the Toronto lets the girls play, whereas other rinks hits are cold more often. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So I think we have different refs because we're the only team in Canada, so they don't have to fly out the refs across the border or whatnot. So we get the local refs. But I think uh, in 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 the other in the states when they go to the other games, like they the refs kind of rotate through, and you'll see them more often in uh, more than once at different arenas, but. 
Yeah, no, I think they let us play a little. They let let the Canadians play over here. Yeah, as they should. No, that's cool because I enjoy that wrestling. I like watching the defensive side. Yourself, Taylor Woods, Tinker as well on the ice. It, the way the, the six have been able to, I guess, fan out from the defensive third and press into the forward two-thirds is quite something to watch, especially someone like myself who, who didn't grow up with ice hockey, but it is pretty cool to see the way that Coach Joslin has put things together this season. Where did you play your university hockey? I went to Syracuse University. Orange. Yeah, the Orangeman. Dutch. So, oh, yeah. Not, no, not Dutch. <laughs> just, just orange. The Dutch, not ev- the, not the, everything is Dutch code. That's a Dutch connection. That's what that is, buddy. Yeah, I know. I know New York was called New Amsterdam. Yes, I know. There you go. All right. So, what made you go to Syracuse? So, I wanted to go to, like, a bigger school, like, felt like a bigger feel. Syracuse is actually kind of a middle, medium-sized school, you could say, about 25,000 with, uh, with uh, grad students. And uh, it's close to home. Like I said, I'm from Ottawa. So it's just three three hours down the road, not too far. And uh, I also, I, I wanted to study journalism and that they had one of the best journalism programs in, in the country. So that was probably the main deciding factor for me was, uh, was that program. So it's, uh, I, I loved every second of it. It was a ton of fun. I, ma- I definitely made the right decision going there. Right on. And did you share the ice there with anybody else who plays in the PHF? Yeah, actually, uh, Ali Monroe, we were roommates for four years and, and, you know, D partners at one point or another. And she got to, she was on my team this weekend, Team Dark Angelo. So it was cool to reconnect with her. And Brooke Avery, she, uh, she was m- one of my roommates. She plays for the Riveters. Same with Ali O, Ali Olnowich. She was also, they were all my roommates. And they're still playing. That's awesome. That's wicked. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool to, to link up like that. And also, just touching on your time at, at Syracuse, you took that experience on journalism, if I'm not mistaken, and you were reporting on the Stanley Cup in 2020 for the Tampa Bay Times. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I, um, at the time when the when they were doing their bubble season there for the playoffs for this, in 2020, uh, the NHL came to the Eastern Conferences in Toronto, so the uh, Tampa Bay Times wanted someone to come down and, and cover for, for them and uh, be at the games or to cover the Lightning. And no one at that time really wanted anyone from Florida near them, so they uh, they they looked for someone local. So Sam Ridgewell, who was on our, who used to be on our team, she put me in contact with someone from there because uh, her cousin was looking for somebody and knew she was going to be in Toronto. So she thought of me and put me in in touch and got to have the experience of a lifetime. It was it was really really cool. I was got, getting to watch these games, I was going on a bunch of them, following the Lightning, and they ended up winning was even cooler. I became a Lightning fan after that. So. It was, uh, yeah, it, it was really neat. I got to to be their eyes and ears in the arena and let them know what's going on because obviously you get a lot on the broadcast watching on TV, but you don't get all the behind the scenes things like Victor Hedman like had to leave the ice and I like oh uh, Hedman just went to the locker room like let them know that kind of stuff so mm-hmm. they know what to expect and give them the the behind the scenes deets. Nice. As a journalist, what are some key learnings or some key tips that you'd pass on to? to younger people or folks that want to get into the journalism game? Well, to be honest, I still find myself, uh, I'm a rookie. I'm still trying to get into the game too myself in one way or another. So, but I mean, it's very competitive uh, profession, I guess you could say. And, you know, there's, let's, I guess if you just got to put in the work and 
find your niche and and uh, eventually it'll, it'll all happen for you. I know I'm I'm still trying to make that happen, but just knowing the details, I know like as being on the other side of things too, as an athlete, uh, just getting the fine details correct, do your homework, do your research. There's nothing worse than, you know, when I have an interview with someone and I go back and read it a couple of days later and, you know, my quote's taken way out of context or mm. they don't have the details right and something like that, you know, there, there's nothing worse than, than reading that back. So just attention to detail and making sure you're getting the facts right. There we go. That's a very good point because I think quite often people just sort of take it for granted and let it slide, but then you never think about the person who got interviewed and what they might be thinking when they actually read through it. It's a good point. Now, I'm going to ask you a couple of flash questions here. All right. So I require quick answers. <laughs> I'll try my best. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Leafs or Habs? Leafs, totally. Okay. Who's got the hardest shot on the Toronto Six? Ooh, honestly, probably like Cheyenne Archangelo. She's got a bullet. Okay, and who's the fastest skater? Ooh, honestly, Chow is speedy. Oh, all right, we got a new answer. We got a new answer. (laughs) She's got these speedy little legs watching her go. It's pretty cool. Now, since uh, Michaela Cava has left and gone to play for the Vanky Rays, it's been some juggling with the lines. Have you ever considered moving out of the defensive position? I would kill to play forward. I would love it, especially a centerman. I, I love taking face off. So I always try to sneak in there when the centers get kicked out. And uh, it doesn't happen too often. But I would I would love to play forward. I uh, In college, a few times, like my coach would put me in front of the net to be a big screen. And I loved it. So much fun. They get all the glory. Cool. That's exactly. The little tip, just tip the puck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Steal the applause. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's cool. That and that versatility is so important when when times are tough and the team gets shorthanded, for example. I, I know we saw Taylor Woods take up that uh, mantle earlier on in the season. What's your outlook for the rest of the season now? Now that we've we're past the halfway point, we're coming into the home stretch, and dare I say it, the postseason's upon us as well. Yeah, I think we're just about just about halfway through the season, and uh, like you said, the the home stretch here. So we gotta we gotta buckle down, get serious. There's uh, you know, lots in the line as it gets to the end of the season. You don't want to have any regrets when you're getting there, and and points points matter, right? I mean, the standings wise. So you know, just um, getting ready, getting ready, and and showing up every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now. Did you do any low key scouting this weekend on your on the all stars who were playing on the non Toronto Six teams? <laughs> yeah, honestly, I was uh, I got to be D partners with Callie Flanagan, and she's a special player. She's awesome. She's so fast and really, really good skater. So definitely, uh, I was trying to figure her out because she's a, she's a threat on on Boston. But yeah, keep keep my eye out for uh, for what's to come here. There we go. There we go. I'm sure Coach Joslin is probably doing something similar. What's what's Tevin like? He's he's come in. He's come from a I guess a different background. I know Digit Murphy is still very much hands on as as team president, but she's walked away from the head coaching side of things on the bench. But what's the tandem of Joslin and James been like for for you as a player? Yeah, he's been awesome. Honestly, he's uh, he just cares so much, and and that's that's huge. That's so important, you know. 
everyone has other jobs as well as this. It's not anyone's full-time job. Um, hopefully we can get there one day, but the fact that he puts in so much work for this team and, and how much he cares and he's so passionate about it and it, and it, it reflects, uh, you know, we makes you want to play for him as well. And when he cares so much and, and puts the work in uh, and, and he's a smart guy, he knows his hockey and uh, he's, he's put us through some new systems and stuff this year. So it's, it's been working out and then having Angela James, who's a legend and uh, she's coaching the D. So I'm so fortunate to, to get to learn from her. And, you know, she's super, super chill and easy to, you know, be coached by. She's, uh, she's awesome to have on the back end and, and super knowledgeable. And, and just honestly, even any, anything like even non-hockey, just trying to learn from her and, and t- taking things away. Yeah, you love to hear that. Love to see it as well on the ice. Now, I heard, you can confirm or deny, but it's come to my attention that Coach Joslin has a nickname for every player on the team. Is that correct? And if so, what is his nickname for you? Yes, he does. Uh, I go I go by Eastie. That's what they give me. All right. I, I feel that. I, I can run with that. <laughs> you might actually be the most Eastern-based player on the team, right? Uh, Eastern Ontario, at least. We have a couple uh, East Coasters, okay. Amy from uh, Labrador <laughs> and Annie from Nova Scotia. Okay. How do you think it's going to be now for young women hockey players to have a league to look forward to coming out of college? I think that's huge. You know, when I was growing up, the dream was always Team Canada. And then I learned about university and that there's opportunities to go to the States there. And I had no idea about that until I was in high school. It didn't actually even cross my mind until then. So uh, that was always the goal, team playing in the Olympics or playing for Team Canada. And then uh, and then eventually to get a scholarship and, and all that. You never really dream of playing pro. Like I, I had a dream as a little girl to play in the NHL because I didn't really know about these other professional leagues for women. And so I think now we have this league and it's, you know, we're, we're on a high, we're rolling, we're getting, it's growing and getting, uh, getting better each year. And um, like, as we're seeing with the salary cap growing, going up and the investments and the sponsors are growing and, and it's awesome. And I think that the sky's the limit and I think we're just getting started. We're just dipping our toes in and I think we're going to see, see this league, grow a lot and and these little girls are going to have other opportunities to play after university you know it doesn't have to end in university or they can have dreams to to play pro and obviously team canada and then you know university can just be a stepping stone for that like it is uh on the men's side that's right that's right and how excited are you to see a second team open up in canada and montreal yeah that's awesome that's uh that's really cool but can't take away from us so we're uh we're the first team in canada so we're gonna gonna definitely hang on to that one, but no, it's awesome to see it's growing in Canada. I mean, everyone loves hockey in Canada. It's it was only a matter of time before they brought another team, and I'm sure we'll see more in the future because there's so many talented Canadian female hockey players, and and Montreal definitely deserves a team. There's lots of great players out there. Oh yeah, since uh, Toronto Six was announced, both Nia and I have been saying it's only a matter of time before they have another team in Canada because this is hockey, right? Now, quick question for you, really. When it comes right down to it, obviously you enjoy playing at home in front of your own fans. But outside of that, which place do you enjoy playing most as far as the fans are concerned? Well, I haven't uh, haven't been everywhere yet. 
I haven't been to Connecticut and we haven't been to uh, to play the Riveters. So, so far, you know, I think out of Boston or Minnesota, I'm trying to think here, in Buffalo, I think, I think Boston is pretty cool to go to. They have a cool rink. They play at Warrior Arena there and... Um, which is the the Bruins practice facility, so it's a perfect place for us to play, and I think that was a good spot. It, it was pretty pretty full house there too, so I, yeah, I'd say that was a good spot to play. Are you looking forward to the revenge games at home? Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's a, a burgeoning rivalry that's developing between Boston and Toronto. It transcends multiple sports, I guess. But now the PHF is we had it with the Isabel Cup last year and. Yeah, I have no doubt that you want to avenge what happened in Boston because it was. I I remember those games. They were the scoreboard does not reflect what what really happened. I Correct. Think it was just shorthanded, maybe. But yeah, I think this time around there may be a a different outcome on the ice. Yeah, I hope you're right. I know uh, last year if we kept going in the bubble, I felt good about our chances to win. That pause didn't help us. It wasn't in our favor. And yep. I don't know. I think it was in Boston's favor. They got to be at home. You know, we had to bus 10 hours. And so it, it was, uh, and they got their own locker room and stuff like that. So definitely, uh, definitely on a revenge tour here. <laughs> mm-hmm. And hopefully, I don't want to, I don't want to get too ahead of things. I know it's, I'm sure it's one game at a time. That's what's being said in the locker room. But the prospect of potentially, hosting playoffs that must be an exciting thing to think about right having your friends and family watching you this time around oh yeah for sure it, honestly all season up until um obviously in january we've um been able to have my family they've gotten to come out and watch you know killed my my dad loves it absolutely loves it and he'll be so sad the day i decide to not to hang up my skates but it's great to have my friends and my family. I've had a couple of friends come down to Toronto from Ottawa, and I love having people there and, and getting to watch us. And obviously our own fans, we, uh, we're developing a good fan base here in Toronto. And so it's, it's awesome to have everyone out and getting, especially the younger girls, younger teams, getting them out here and to get in to watch us. I think it's, it's awesome. Yeah, no, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And having that presence in Canada is important, not just Toronto, but Hopefully TSN gets behind it even more. I know that you can watch it on TSN Direct, which is great, but having it on the the TSN cable channels is another added layer, sending the game across the country to those who probably can't stream the games. Even just having it on in bars, it's a conversation starter. This team, the Toronto Six, what are they about? Okay, I'm going to have a look at what, what's going on. It just, that exposure is going to help things grow. Totally, totally. I think it's so important. The more eyes we can get on it, the better. So it's just uh, a matter of getting it out there, getting in, getting our product in front of people. Yeah, and it's a good product. I, I said it. I've said it a couple of times, and people don't realize that this is these are some of the best players in the world playing in this league. And I think that's a story that needs to be told. I I don't know how you tell that story. If I did, I'd probably be on the executive committee, but. That's a story that needs to come out more. These are some of the best players. This is elite hockey. Some of the best players in North America and the world playing. And people need to come watch that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Louder for the people in the back. <laughs> and there we go. Yeah, you mentioned that you chose Syracuse primarily for the journalism program. Are you looking to do sports journalism specifically after you're done? Yeah, the dream is uh, is to be a broadcaster. So I'm hoping when I uh, hang up the skates, I can maybe 
transition to, into a career there in that side of things. I'd, uh, I'd love to be an analyst or on the panel in Hockey Night in Canada. It would definitely be my, uh, my dream. See, I think it would be awesome if you could eventually transition to that and actually report on the PHF. That would just be amazing. Totally, totally. I'd love that. Right on. Well, I think that that about covers everything. Actually, uh, Lindsay, where can our fans find you on social media? So you can find me. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I'm all, I'm all over there. I'm all over it. So on tw- Twitter, Lindsay Eastwood, but the O's are zeros. Okay. And then on Instagram, at Lindsay East. And then same with on TikTok, Lindsay East. Perfect. All right, cool. It was cool talking to you, Lindsay. Yeah, thanks for having me on. This is great. Appreciate it. For sure. You have a great rest of your day. You too. Yeah. Thanks, Lindsay. We appreciate it. Take care. If you have any questions for the Pro Sports Podcasters, be sure to reach us on our Twitter account, where you can also slide into our DMs and catch the latest snippets, dirt, and other exclusive things that we will tweet. Check us out at P Podcasters on Twitter. <laughs>